Hey, it's Jeff Sanders. And on the 5 a.m. Miracle podcast this week, I'm going to try something I have actually never done before on this show. And it's going to be, <laughs> well, if it works out the way that I think it can, uh, this is going to be an episode of public therapy. I've discussed before on this podcast how I've used podcasting for years as a public journal. It's been a way for me to get things off my chest, to vent about things I'm angry about, or uh, just discuss things I'm super enthusiastic about or really excited about in my life. And this episode is going to be the pinnacle of all of those kind of self, uh, self-soothing self activities where I get things out of my head and not necessarily onto paper like I usually discuss on this show, but in this case, out of my head and into your ears. There has been a strategy that I have relied on for many, many years now, which is simply the act of trying to figure out uh, what I'm mad about, what I'm frustrated with, what I'm struggling with, and in the best possible way, get whatever that is out of me. Because it's in me somewhere. It's in you somewhere right now. Whatever you're experiencing, whatever uh, major problem you're trying to solve or series of problems, you know, plural, you're trying to solve, you're going to find yourself in a position where things get stuck. And I don't mean stuck in the sense of like, I'm not sure what to do next, although that's part of it. It's more so stuck in the sense of you are going to run round and round inside your own mind with a problem until you find a way to gain the clarity you need for your next action. David Allen in his book, Getting Things Done, talks about the strategy of simply getting things out of your head and onto paper. You write them down. Uh, Michael Hyatt has has a similar uh, discussion point of, of you know using your pen to write your thoughts out and your problems disappear. He's a really poetic way of saying that. But essentially, it's this, this very simple concept of trying to figure out what you're thinking about. And you might think, well, I know what I'm thinking about, Jeff. Why does writing things down help? Why would saying things out loud help? Why would talking to a therapist help? Why would talking to your spouse be helpful? Why would telling a friend about what's going on with your day be helpful? Well, most of us do this all the time. Uh, We find someone to vent to. We find someone to share things with. We find someone, uh, a person usually, who's going to listen to us, at least hopefully they're listening to us, so that we feel like we're not alone in the thing we're going through, right? That we're not struggling through whatever it is we're struggling through on an island by ourselves. You know, most of the time when I talk to my wife, Tessa, about a problem, I'm not asking for a solution from her. I'm not actually asking her for anything except to be a person who will stand there and take the brunt of me getting things off my chest. And then we walk away and I feel much better. I don't think she does, but I know that I do. And she does the exact same thing to me. And typically, the two of us will do this almost on a daily basis. So we have these things to share, life experiences, frustrations, questions. And the only way to feel emotionally better to be able to move on to the next most important thing is to share what that thing is. It makes it tangible. It makes it real. Digital things or mental things uh, things that are that exist in a world that is too dimensional or too difficult to uh, to grab your hands on. You, you know, it's too hard to actually hold. You want to be able to make something real and tangible to make it three dimensional. 
Um, there, there's a strategy in business where if you're going to build a product, let's say make a new widget, write a book as a good example, you actually would want to have a visual representation, a model, if you will, of what this thing is you're going to be creating. Because when you give yourself the three-dimensional model, all of a sudden it feels real. It feels possible. It feels like there's a future. There's something here to shoot for. And so a good example of a book might be to design the cover, a, a nice visual image of what this thing can be. And then all of a sudden, you imagine, oh my gosh, this could become something that before has just been this weird, vague thought in my head, but now it is something. For me, goal achievement has always been this question of checking boxes, right? You make a list of here are all the steps in the process from A to Z, and you can go through the list one by one and do things. The, the goal behind all of that, though, is to get to the final step, right, to cross the finish line and to get to some sense of achievement. But if you can define that achievement up front, if you can be very clear about here's what it is I'm after, and that sense of clarity is visual, it's tangible, it's three-dimensional, it is real and possible, so much so that you don't have to wonder what it looks like. I'll give another example here. Uh, recently, Tessa and I bought some new furniture for our living room. We had this very old chair, an ottoman set that we bought years ago when our dog Benny was very young, and we bought this furniture to match Benny's fur color, like literally so his, his little pug fur would not stand out in our house. I mean, all of our furniture in our house is the color of Benny's fur. Uh, sadly, Benny passed away a year ago, uh, but his remains are still around in that sense that we still find his fur. We still have furniture that looks just like him. Uh, now, so for this round of buying new furniture, we decided to buy something that wasn't quite Benny-centric because he's not here anymore, but we still bought things that are a similar color pattern. But in order for us to choose this furniture, we went to the furniture store, like physically Tess and I are there sitting in all these chairs, trying out these ottomans, trying to figure out what here actually fits. Like, what are we trying to go for? Should we change things up and do something wild and crazy? Like, what is the end solution going to visually look like? And it was tough. We literally sat in dozens of different chairs. We, I was carrying furniture across the store to match different things together. And in the end, we used kind of an awkward pair of, of a chair and ottoman set that now is our, in our living room, and it worked out great. But the thing is, we didn't really know that. We were guessing. We were trying to get a sense of, will this visually look good? Well, of course, will a chair be comfortable? But more importantly, will it fit the, will it cross the finish line for us, right? Uh, can we visualize what that would be? And that was the struggle. But once we had a sense of, we think this is going to work well, we took some pictures, we compared it to our space, and we had a pretty good sense of, yeah, this is going to work. And then it showed up, and we you know, got the furniture all in place, and we looked at it from a step back and said, this is it. Like We made the right call. Our estimation of this was pretty accurate. Now, not everything in life is going to be that three-dimensional and that visual, but it can be. And so what I've been struggling with is this sense of, how do I take something that's difficult, complicated, you know, the cobwebs of the mind, and create clarity where there isn't any? You know, one of the things that I have prided myself on in the work that I do for so many years as a productivity coach and as someone who really cares about efficiency is I care deeply about clarity. 
I want to know what the tangible black and white answer is. I want to be able to say my specific goal is, and then I fill in the blanks. And if for some reason I can't have that clarity like I want to, it bugs me to death. Like it just, it irks me. I am not just a perfectionist, not just someone who likes details, but I'm someone who likes clarity to the degree that I've used this example a million times. A marathon is a very specific distance. We're not just going to generically run for a long time. You're going to run 26 miles, 385 yards. That's the distance. Like right down to the line, like that's what it is. And when your goals have that sense of clarity, when you know the finish line with that obviousness, well, then it's it's much more difficult to fail. It's easier to succeed because what you need is there. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. But one of the things about gaining clarity is that the answers you're seeking, the solution you want, the finish line you're after is probably already in your head. It's probably already there. The resources that you need to use, you probably already have access to. You just have to recognize that they're there and use what you have. You start where you are and you let those things flow. I'll give another good example. Uh, You may have noticed on the podcast recently that there's been some new artwork. Um, I I redesigned the podcast artwork for the 10-year anniversary back on July 1st of 2023. And I just recently in the last week had a a smaller upgrade to it. So you'll notice a new 5, a new 5 a.m. kind of vibe. It's a new logo that I paid a designer to create. And then I optimized and tweaked and, and put it all together. And the process for me to get that logo and even that new podcast album artwork together, man, it was tough. Like, it was like, once again, the visual element. What do I want? What am I trying to achieve? You know, I had all these thoughts in my head about what I what I want. I could have you know, a nice sunrise or it could be something beautiful that represents my, you know, the brand that I have, my personality. Like, what what's this thing going to be? And I was trying to explain this to designers online and saying, 
well, I think I want this or that, but uh, just kind of give me your thoughts. But of course, their thoughts are based on my very limited and, and very pathetic explanation of what I wanted. So what they gave me didn't match, but didn't match what? My bad explanation? Like it just, there has to be a sense of clarity from my part up front so that they can match that on their end. And then we come to a happy conclusion in the end. But that process was complex because I never truly knew what I was after until I saw it, which I think is a, a really interesting part of goal achievement in general is that for a lot of us, a lot of the time, we don't know what we want until we see it. We don't even know what we're striving for until that one moment of clarity we say, oh my gosh, that guy doing that job, I want his job. That girl running that race, I want to run that race too. You know, that logo right there, I want that logo on my business, on my brand. Like once you see an example, a living real world example, it clicks. And when it clicks, you know, the clear, it just, it sparks right there. You say, this is my future. This is the plan. And you map that out. And until you're there, you're not. Uh, Ray Edwards is a guy who had my podcast many years ago, back when the show first launched. One of the lessons he taught me was that when you are in a creative process or a difficult struggle to make a decision, that when you're fighting the hardest, when things are the most difficult and you're the most frustrated, right? things are the hardest, that usually means you are very, very close to an epic breakthrough. You are right on the cusp of that clarity you seek. And so if you had a problem that's kind of just mulling around the background, it's kind of low-key, well, you're probably not giving it enough effort. There's probably not enough thought being put into it to reach a conclusion. But if the opposite is true and you've put in a ton of effort and you are fighting and it is difficult and you're sweating and you've just all this energy, well, the clarity you're looking for is so close. You're right there. You're on the cusp. And once you reach it and you see the thing you were after, it's amazing. Like, it's just like, oh, this is what I wanted the whole time. Now, let's use my, my podcast artwork as an example. You may not even like the artwork that I created, but uh, number one, I didn't make it so I could get the approval of others, right? I made this artwork to represent the show that I want to create. So it's very personal to me, right? It's about the, the vision that I have for the show that I work on every single week, you know, here in my studio. And for me, it was this question of how do I gain the clarity I need so it, it resonates deeply with me? Because that's what I want for all my goals. I want resonance, clarity, synchronicity, that sense of being in the flow, of being in rhythm. And when you have it, when you're there, just recently I've had that rhythm back at the gym again. I'm lifting weights and going to the sauna and stretching and running more. And I'm feeling that sense of rhythm, that sense of being in sync with the goal that I'm after. And man, is it great. Like That is such an epic feeling. And when you don't have that, when you've struggled and you've been tired or stressed or overwhelmed or overworked, you're not going to experience synchronicity in that space. What you're going to experience is overwhelm and burnout and all those negative things that come from trying things that just aren't working. And so for me, the goal is always finding that rhythm, always experiencing that sense of connectedness. I'll use an example here recently of a struggle that I was going through 
basically nonstop 24 hours for the last week and a half or so, uh, which is a problem I just resolved in the last like 20 minutes before I recorded this podcast. So I've had this issue of trying to access one of my online accounts with Amazon. Uh, they host a lot of my online files and my website does a lot of work with them. And I was trying to get access to one of my accounts and I couldn't. And we had this login access kind of debacle that unfolded day after day for the last week and a half. And the, the long story short, to not waste your time here, is that I decided to walk away from the whole system and to find another, another company to work with, an alternative solution, and just ditch the entire thing I had. And it took a lot of ego checking on my part to get to that conclusion because I spent the last 10 days trying to prove that I was right. I spent the last 10 days banging my head against the wall, trying to get someone else to agree with my vision of reality. And it didn't work. It absolutely failed at every turn. And I have a lot of rationale for what I think happened here, but it doesn't really matter. The point is, is that I was very aware that I did not have rhythm. There was no synchronicity. There was no jiving going on. I was just being angry almost for the sake of being angry after a while. It was just simply a fight just to fight some more. And so I realized eventually, after some soul searching, that what I wanted from this process wasn't to be right. What I wanted was a solution that I could connect with emotionally, logically, long-term. A new game plan, a new vision for the future that could be better than what I was fighting so hard for. And that's one of the reasons why I've loved for years that quote from Albert Einstein that in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. And so I asked myself that question, Jeff, what is the opportunity in this fight? What is the, the brand new vision you might have? And in the shower last night, this is one of those like shower aha moments. I was in the shower and I yelled out to Tessa. I was like, Tessa, get, get some pen and paper, write this idea down. And I had her come in and notate an idea that I had. Um, because my my waterproof notepad in the shower had recently disappeared, and so I didn't have my usual note-taking abilities. So I had her do it. It was great. She was very helpful. But it was one of those cases where I realized this thing I'm fighting for, this struggle, this online account login issue, whatever this thing is, as annoying as it is, what if there's a better solution? What if there's a more simplistic answer? What if there is an alternative solution I'm not considering that could get me into that connectedness I'm seeking, that it could allow me to achieve the goal I want with an even better outcome. And when that's the question, it opens your mind a bit, right? It takes that problem out of your head. You put it onto paper, you write it down, you brainstorm, you get creative, you find alternative ways to reach the goal you're after, and you may even find a better solution. Very often, that's the case for me is that whatever I'm fighting through, whatever the struggle happens to be, if I'm fighting too hard, I used the example before, but when you're fighting, you're on the brink of a breakthrough. That's true. And my breakthrough in this case was to say, the fight is not worth it. The struggle is the wrong struggle. I don't want to spend my time arguing with people on the internet. Like that's not the goal of my business. Like I have other bigger plans. I've got a lot that I want to accomplish. So in that vein, I really had this epiphany that you know choosing my battles matters greatly here. Knowing who to talk to and when and why, 
who to fight with, when and why, what the vision I'm actually seeking truly should be, as opposed to just what I've done before. And that was the lesson learned from this one as well, was that I was just simply trying to regain something I had, as opposed to asking the question, what if something newer and better is what I'm truly after? And now the system that I'm about to go build is going to be that. It's going to be bigger and better and bolder and spicier, let's say. It's going to be more of the me I've wanted it to be, which is a lot of fun. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. And so to take this whole thing kind of back to where it started, one of the things that I have just, I can't seem to ignore is the fact that my life has shifted in a very dramatic way recently. And I don't want to preemptively discuss this this topic, mostly because I'm not sure where it's going yet, uh, but the topic I discussed before in this podcast, which was my decision recently to let go of drinking alcohol in the evenings completely. I have had seasons in the past where I have decided to make very pivotal shifts in my healthy habits and my daily rhythms and exercise routines and all these great things. But one thing that's become very clear as a kind of underlying foundational shift that has taken place uh, recently, I mean, kind of why I got into this fight on the with Amazon online, I think in a lot of ways because I have recently very much shifted emotionally and physically into a new season. Whether I was aware of it or not, I'm definitely in one now. And that season truly began when I said a few weeks ago, I'm going to take a pause from alcohol, and when I do, I'm going to intentionally replace that habit with something very much the opposite of that. This is the foundational story of the 5 a.m. miracle, which if you go back to the very beginning, the origins of this show and the concept where this thing came from, basically I wanted time to run and train for a marathon, and so I woke up early before work to guarantee time to train. This shift of going to bed a little bit earlier and then waking up a little bit earlier to do something uh, healthy or intelligent or productive, there's more to it than just simply a shift in your sleep schedule. There's more to it than this desire to wake up early at sunrise because some guy on the internet told you to. What I realized yet again just recently 
is this pivotal lifetime shift in the hours of your day. So we all only have 24 hours and how we use them is what determines the outcome of our lives, right? The goals we achieve, the the people we hang out with, the jobs we have, like our entire life, everything about us is built upon our decision of how to use time. Like that's it. Time management is what life is. And so when I had this recent like newer epiphany again, what I realized was if I go to bed two hours earlier than what I was doing and wake up two hours earlier. Now, that didn't actually happen. That was the goal. Uh, but I did shift my sleep schedule. What I ended up doing was ditching the very poor evening routine habits that I had uh, basically solidified over the course of a few months that didn't go as well as I wanted them to. And this is a pretty typical for me. As if in a bad season, I have bad habits. If I'm stressed, if I'm overworked, if things aren't going well, I make poor decisions. And so I decided to upend that by going to bed earlier, no alcohol at all, wake up earlier, and go work out. That's it. That was the shift. And I'm a different person today than I was three weeks ago when this process began. I don't know how long this is going to last. I've had seasons before where I've done this exact same thing. But the reasoning this time and the mental and emotional shift this time is so much more dramatic, so much more significant. I am so much more synchronized and in line with and in rhythm with this decision. And so I talk about goals you want to achieve and I talk about these these bigger epic life shifts. What I'm really talking about is finding your new normal is getting in rhythm with the change, but not changing because someone told you to change or changing something because it sounds good on paper, but doing so because you fundamentally know you were dying for it. You just, you you need it at the core of who you are. And then when you do and you experience the benefits, light bulb moment, boom, like that's it, I'm in. That's what I wanted. And all of a sudden it's just, it's a no brainer. The shift was simple. The benefits are clear. Uh, The lifestyle is more energetic. I'm more more tuned in, more alert, more mentally acute than I have been. I'm not sure mentally acute is the right term, but you you know what I'm saying here. I'm much, much, much more alive than I was before. And no, this is not a speech about sobriety versus uh, versus drinking, but I think it's more so a, a personal vetting of my life. It's an acknowledgement and a realization of I have made choices that have not added up to the me I want to be. And if I simply make a few better choices, the right ones, the pivotal ones, the ones that carry some weight, I can change my life overnight. My 5 a.m. miracle can exist again, and I can do so in a way that is dramatic and pivotal and just literally life-altering. Now, once again, I don't know how long this current season is going to last. My life definitely operates in seasons. Uh, My girls' daycare schedules dictate a lot of that. Uh, But ultimately, I'm looking for the shift that's going to bring me into a newer and better version of me. And so this episode is going live uh, basically right around the 1st of August in 2023. Uh, My birthday is August 2nd. And so for me, uh, as I turn 39 years old, uh, I am very much thinking about turning 40 in a year. Like that's been on my mind for a while. Uh, And when you make a big decade shift like that to leave my 30s, go into my 40s, I've got one year left right before this thing happens. 
And there is this sense of a, a ticking clock. There's definitely this sense of I, I can and should be better when I turn 40. I can and should do better at my own life. And so there's a lot of internal pressure I've put on myself uh, to do life better, to do business better, to be a better father, better husband, a better homeowner, like all of these things that are a part of my life. You can write them down and describe my life in this way. But emotionally, I don't feel connected to those things. I feel very much behind the eight ball. If you want to use that phrase of I just I'm not on top of my life like I thought that I would be by this age. Right? It's not saying it's lifelong regret, but I think it's more so the acknowledgement that, man, I've got bigger things to do. I've got bigger goals to accomplish. I've got a grander vision that I want to bring to reality. And if something silly like my poor daily habits are going to stand in the way of that bigger vision, well, why would I do that to myself? Why would I not give myself the opportunity to be more in line with the me that I want to be? So that's where I'm at. That's where this season has shifted to. I think it is a profound one. Uh, I'm really excited to see what the output of all this change would be. Um, you can see on the podcast artwork that the change is there. Um, I've just recently changed the name of the company that I, I own and operate. It used to be called Jeff Sanders Productions. It is now called 5AM Miracle Media. So that's part of this new vision. I will be describing a lot more of what 5A Miracle Media is going to be doing over the next few months and years uh, in a future episode of this podcast. Uh, but until I get all my ducks in a row with that change, uh, there's not a lot to say yet. But be, be excited because it's going to be great. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> okay. Uh, this episode was different. I know this was not the norm, uh, but I think that you know, it, it's good to recognize when things have shifted and to allow yourself to be uh, synchronized with that change to let it flow, to not fight it, to flow downstream with the flow, let things be what they're supposed to be. So this episode, this podcast, this season of my life, uh, this is a biggie. And I hope for you, you took something from this to say, you know what? I hear you, Jeff. I've got bad habits myself. I've got changes to make, bigger visions to bring to life. So let's go do that. Let's change some habits, change the trajectory of your life, pivot a few key things that can have a profound difference. You know, the small hinges swing big doors. That's what this is. Find your small hinge. See what happens. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.